Welcome back to Don't Ghost Your Brain, the podcast where we delve into the fascinating world of neuroscience and how it can help us optimize our lives. I'm your host, Camille Casper, and in today's episode, we'll be exploring the topic of using neuroscience to study better. I have a 4.5 GPA, and I want to share with you how I use neuroscience to help me study better. And this is a project that I'm really passionate about, and this is why I chose it to be my first episode. So let's get right into it. All right, so before we begin, we need to understand how our brain responds to stimuli. Keep in mind that our brains, literally any animal in the entire world, we are programmed to know what helps us survive and what is going to kill us. At the end of the day, our brain is just trying to keep us alive. So stimuli is a really important concept. So our brain is wired to react to different triggers in our environment. So for example, if you were out in the wild and you knew that this one berry um, could kill you, you saw that and that was a trigger and it's like, no, your brain's like, no, I know that is wrong so I have an association that that is going to kill me. So we, when we encounter stimulus it sets off a chain of reactions in our brains and it influences our thoughts, our emotions, and our behaviors. On the other hand let's say like okay so there's this fruit that you know if you walk down this path past like the chirping birds and like past these uh, the waterfall and then you get to this fruit and you're like oh this I remember it was so good, like it was, this is just a hypothetical example, right? It was so good, it kept me full for a while. Like your brain is like, okay, so it is worth it for me to eat this fruit because, okay, I'm, I'm full, I'm, it tasted good. I didn't die and it kept me alive, you know? So at the end of the day, that is what it's doing. So every single trigger, the even like the little, the rock pathway that you went down, the the chirping birds, that's a sense, you know, that's a stimulus. Every single one of our senses act as a stimulus in the brain. So uh, whatever we see, um, like you saw the path that you went down, you heard the birds that you did that, you saw the um, water and you might have um, tasted the water, you know, like you were thirsty or something. You could have also touched the leaves on the branches as you were walking by. You know, so all of your senses are stimulus for the brain so that it knows, okay, I remember this, it fires in my neurons. Yes, I remember I'm going on the right path. I'm going to eventually get fed. So that just kind of gives you a little background on how I sort of just, not justify, like I sort of explain stimulus to myself and just uh, easy hunter-gatherer way I don't really know but so stimulus is something that once I understood I was like oh I can use this and I don't know if you've ever read this book it's um Atomic Habits it's super famous and it was trending um on social media for a while and I remember reading it last summer and it genuinely changed my life like not even like in a oh, it changed my so life-changing way. No, like it sparked my interest in neuroscience. Before then, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was thinking, I don't know, business or something. But then I read this book and the author, like he uses stories of neuroscience and like just science and different cases to show how you can build habits. Because at the end of the day, 
whenever you're uncomfortable, you're just going to go back to your habits. But he uses this neuroscience to explain it. And I highly, highly recommend the book. And he was the one that introduced me to the idea of stimulus and environmental triggers and how you can change your environmental triggers to change your habits. So that is something that I took into consideration when I was like, okay, I need to study, you know, I need to get good grades, I need to understand what I'm learning in class so that I can fully grasp what I am learning, you know, so I highly recommended that book, I'm not going to get into the details, um, but definitely recommend it was trending for a reason. So I think today I am just going to approach this episode with three different explanations of topics and how I approach studying um, with these three simple things. Really, I can't emphasize this enough. It's always about the smallest things. You do not have to make the biggest changes. I know how cliche this sounds, but the smallest of littlest changes, they're always the ones that make the biggest impacts. It's always like this inverted relationship. So let's get started. Alright, so one thing about me, all of my friends know, every, I always buy it like at least a couple times a month. I always have gum on me. I don't know what it is. I like just having gum on me. And so at first it was kind of just like, oh yeah, my friends had it, you know, I want some gum, you know, after lunch or something, you can like freshen up your breath or just so it doesn't stay. And it was really nice for a while, but then I like remember seeing this one video and it was like, oh, if you're tired and you still need to stay focused, you know, you need to chew gum. I was like, what the heck? Like what? Like, okay, like whatever. A lot of science behind this. So I remember looking at this one podcast by science and quickly, and it was really interesting because they, they were talking about a British Journal of Psychology study and they were saying that the researchers found that gum increases the flow of oxygen to the brain and the regions in the brain that are responsible for retention. So the more oxygen that people had, the more that people could stay alert and improve their reflexes, which I thought was really interesting. But I also, at least in my eyes, it's another trigger, you know, every single time you have that f fresh breath or minty breath or just something to chew on you know that that could be another trigger for your brain to be like oh okay it's study time you know so that was always something that I really liked and I don't think that people realize that it's such an easy thing you know just pop it in your mouth I mean at least in my school everybody has gum on them you know so I think that's just such an easy way to be focused and just such a simple way of being like oh okay like yes I'm going to tell my brain right now like okay let's study let's let's go you know even the National Library of Medicine posted this um, experiment that said chewing gum was associated with enhanced productivity and reduced cognitive errors at work, as well as heightened cholesterol and or cortisol in the morning. Sorry, and this is important because even though gum might not be a trigger for you right now, right? Like at this very moment while you're listening to me. It's, it might not be a trigger for you, but if you make it a trigger, if every single time you made it a habit before you do a long study uh, study break or like if you do it before a test or if you do it before you take notes in class, like if you train your brain to say, okay, 
I'm going to study because now I have this stimulus. And this stimulus is going to trigger a response to help me be more focused. Then automatically your brain is more engaged than it already was. It's more open and you're able to study better and receive concepts and knowledge better. So I think this is something so... I mean, yes, it's talked about. Yes, it was trending a while back or something. But I think that this is just something that was not talked about and is almost too easy. Like, it's just too easy to just stick a stick of gum in your mouth before you're going to study. The just it's such again, it's these small things, these small little changes that are going to make the biggest difference. So. I think this is the wrap of the first one. So let's get into this. All right, the next big one is actually something I can't take credit for. I read it in Atomic Habits. So this is why I'm saying you guys should read this book. So one thing is I have always been a heavy sleeper. I've never thought much about it. I kind of just like always just fell asleep. I've never waken up in the middle of the night. I've slept through so many earthquakes I could not even tell you. And I live in California. So... I've always been a heavy sleeper, so sleep has never been my issue. But I've realized that I've gotten a lot better sleep ever since I started doing this. So again, it's this stimuli um, trigger response, or actually, it also relates to associations in the brain, how our brain associates different places or different triggers with different things, right? So it's just the neurons firing, it's neurons making stronger connections every single time you do an activity in a different place. Those are associations, right? Like you might have associations with um, praying in church or you might have associations with showering in your shower or different things that your brain knows, okay, I see this place, I know what I do in this place because I've done it before, and I've survived. Again, it's all about that survival instinct at the end of the day, right? So, um, your bed is supposed to be a place where you are resting, you are giving your brain a break, you are de- like decompressing and de-stressing, and basically your body is healing itself in the eight hours that hopefully we all get a day, I know. <laughs> I don't all the time, um, but your brain and your bed should be having a relationship that is solely based on sleep. And I'm guilty of this a little bit more um, just because summer's coming in and um, homework is lessening and lessening. But um, do not do homework on your bed. Do not study on your bed. Do not do anything else on your bed that is not sleeping and this might sound so basic but i feel like a lot of us in this day and age do not follow this through i see like it's really hard not to like chill on your phone like in your bed or like just it's comfortable in your bed right like it's hard not to like bring your laptop into bed and be like okay like even like sometimes i'll watch a movie but like i feel guilty about it too because like it is not where I should be, like, associating my movie time or my homework time. And again, I keep on saying this and I keep on repeating myself. So if you take away one thing from this episode, it's that the smallest little things change the way that you live your life, right? 
And this is the craziest thing I've noticed. Even though I was already a heavy sleeper, I've noticed such a difference in the deepness of my sleep. Um, so this, I think this will be hard for a lot of people because a lot of people, I mean, we're always on our phones, we're always on our laptops and staying in your bed, like I said earlier, is comfortable, you know, like, and then I just got a puppy and my puppy loves laying on my bed next to me. Like, what am I going to do? Go sit on my chair while my puppy sleeps in my comfortable bed? Like, no. Um, so I think that this is a really hard thing, but for it's better if you do your work in a different room but i know this is not possible for a lot of people it's definitely not possible for me i do not live in a big house so i have this big desk um which i'm recording at now where i do all of my homework um sometimes i'll do it on the floor just if i get really tired but i never ever ever let myself do homework on my bed it is just a big no. Like, I've just crossed it out. Like, I can never do that. And when I tell you consistently every single night, I'm hitting the pillow and falling asleep immediately. Like, there's just no, there's no lagging time. There's no, like, like trying to, like, get myself to fall asleep. Like, I don't, I've never had to experience that just because of this small little habit and i think that this is really really sorry this is really really important so that goes to say you need to to study at your best you need to kind of like categorize yourself like almost make yourself like a robot like okay here is where i study here is where i read here is where i sleep here is where I eat. Like, these places have to be separate for your brain to... I mean, obviously, there can be a little bit overlap, but definitely not study and sleep. Those are two very different things, and you do not want to be sleepy when you're studying. You want to be fully present and awake and able to complete your homework or complete your studying materials so that you are better able to perform. And also, just the better that you sleep the easier the retention of memory will be sleep is insanely important i don't think people realize this like okay the national institutes of health literally say that each phase of sleep cycle restores and rejuvenates the brain for optimal function and when sleep is deprived the active process of the glymphatic system does not have time to perform that function so toxins can build up so basically, the when you don't sleep, when you pull an all-nighter, when you get two hours of sleep and then chug coffee after, it's equivalent to like opening up your brain and just pouring in poison, pouring in acid. You know, in like the little like cartoons, like the, the black bottle with the little like X poison, like skull mark on it. You're essentially pouring that into your brain. Same thing if, if you don't sleep enough. And I don't think people realize this because we're, we live in a society where like, it's like, oh, like, oh, I pulled an all-nighter last night, like to do all my homework. Like, no, you should not be pulling an all-nighter. I have my phone set where at 11.30, everything shuts off. Like, I literally cannot. I obviously, I go, to, I love doing my homework at night. Like, there's just something about it that I just, I get 
energy. I don't know. But I always do my homework at night, but I never let myself do anything past 11.30. Because it. I always just think about it. You're literally pouring that cartoon um, vase, like black vase bottle of just poison. And it's the green and it's like steam coming up, you know, like it's it's the equivalent so why would you say up why would you brag about other people about literally destroying your brain like toxins are building up in your brain as you're trying to do this instead of just studying like across like a time period so i think that is something that is not talked about enough and we need to because our brains literally the way that we make decisions literally the way that we stay alive that we know to pump heart the pump blood to our hearts so basically sleep and don't do your homework in the place that you're going to sleep essentially that's what you should grab from this point all right so let's go into the next one the next thing is as simple as it sounds is that there's this theory where doing Anything for more than 90 minutes can't be better than taking a break. So you can't, your brain can't be expected to fire for more than 90 minutes in a consistent task and do better than it would have just if it took a 15 minute break. That's usually... The, the recommendation 90 to 15 that's usually the recommended ratio and it's actually the Tony Schwartz with um, uh, theory and he's the founder of the energy project and he teaches this and it's kind of like it's essentially based off the idea that the way your heart pulses so there's a pulse between the expending energy and the renewing energy and so this is in Forbes there's a magazine on it you guys can um or an article on it you guys can look at it but so what's important about this is that you should know that you can't just crank stuff out you if you study one day for 15 hours non-stop that is not going to get you nearly as far if you would have just taken a chunk of an hour and a half throughout the week would have been it would have been the same thing. It would have been better if you would have just spread it out. If you would have planned it just a little bit better. You already planned that you were going to take 15 hours out of your day. Okay, then just plan 1.5 hours every single day for a week. You know, like that is just going to make such a huge difference. Um, so that just goes into the topic of procrastination. And procrastination is another big thing. People just assume that like procrastination comes from being lazy or just plain like just incompetence but it's actually nothing of the case it's a a constant battle in our brain between the limbic system and the prefrontal cortex and this is in netslabs.com i really like their articles so the limbic system which is also called the paleomembalian brain is one of the oldest and our most dominant portions of the brain and its processes are mostly automatic, but you f- when you feel like your whole body is telling you to flee from an unpleasant situation, that's your limbic system talking. It's also tightly connected to the prefrontal cortex. So, but our prefrontal cortex 
is newer and less developed and as a result it's just the weaker portion of the brain in comparison to the limbic system so this is the part of your brain where planning complex behaviors and expressing your personality and making decisions happen the prefrontal cortex is the part of the brain that really separates humans from animals who are just controlled by stimulus explains dr tim cycle um and I, this is this is literally from their um, article, so I definitely recommend checking it out. But more often than not, our limbic system wins because I mean it's just more like developed in our bodies and it's stronger. Um, and this is what leads us to procrastination. And it almost feels good, like the way that I see it, it's kind of like this cycle it's like okay like I know I have something to do right and you're like okay I could either enjoy what I'm going to do now or I could do this and then enjoy it later so it's delayed gratification that's another thing well there's a whole another episode we'll talk about there's so much that I want to talk about but so the way that you're like okay I could you have these two decisions and this is the limbic and the prefrontal cortex. So more often than not, you're gonna be like, you know what, I wanna enjoy, I'm tired. We usually make these excuses for ourselves. And by all means, we all are tired, that's not the problem. But it's just a matter of choosing now, pleasure, pleasure now, or delayed gratification, which is you're not gonna be stressed when the deadline comes along. But okay, let's say you make the decision. I am very much guilty of this. I just want to put that out there. I procrastinate all the time. It is getting close to summer. I have not done anything two days in ahead. I've always done it either a couple days or something. It is just, it's been bad. And I'm usually really on top of my work, but it's it's been bad. So, um, yeah. The way that it kind of makes sense in my head, and I'm... I'm not completely sure if this is right, but it's almost like a reward system. Like you're stressing, you're stressing. There's an adrenaline. Oh my God, am I going to get it in on time? You know, I have 30 more minutes to write this. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And you do it and you hit submit before 11.59 and you're like, oh my God, I did it. Look at me. I did something that probably took all my classmates two and a half hours, took me 45 minutes. Look at me. I just did that, you know, and I, the way that I see it, at least in the peers in my class, I see it as like this kind of adrenaline rush and this reward system. And it's very intoxicating because you only can do it when you're under pressure and um, some people work great under pressure and some people don't. Um, But that's how I see procrastination in every day. Instead of going through this feedback loop, you know, every single time you're, you might not know it. You might be chasing that high, actually. Um, That is something that you have to figure out yourself as like just a student, as a person, as as a learner, as a human being in general, you know. But um, I think that it's really important to schedule out your study sessions so that you're able to do your studying or your homework. I'm just going to say studying for the entire time. Just that's going to encapsulate everything. 
and you should just be able to do in 90 minute increments and this is really important because then afterwards you can take like a 15 minute walk like uh like i mentioned like i just got a puppy i've noticed such a difference like in my mood from before i go on a walk to after like there's something about it i can do a whole another podcast episode if you want like about how walks are just insane like there are like neuro scans of like what your brain looks like just sitting and doing nothing for 20 minutes and what your brain looks like after doing a 20 minute super duper light walk and it's just so much more active it just it i don't know something about it just going on like these tiny little walks like they just just changed my mood so much so i recommend just getting out you know getting a little vitamin d like smelling I don't know, fresh air, not the air that you're sitting and marinating in your room. Um, But I think that it's just important to schedule out. And it really doesn't take that much of a time. Take out a piece of paper and just write what's due, how approximately how long everything's going to take, and just plan it out. I, I think that I'm gonna say it again of course these small little things the same amount of time that you would have taken in again that 15 hour day you could have spread it across multiple multiple days couple increments of uh, one and a half hours and you would have accomplished the same thing in less time and you would have understood the material more because you're not trying to cram your brain into everything have you ever had like where you, I do this all the time, where if I cram too close to the test, you could ask me about the content on the test five days after, I could not tell you. Could not, I have not a clue what the test was about, what the study materials are, what the formulas were, not a clue. Um, But when I, like, take it by increments and when I just space out the time that I'm studying and the time that I'm reinforcing again the neurons firing and um that when I take that time to do that I find that my results are so much higher than what they originally were so I think that this is really important it's just it's just a rule like if you work for 90 minutes you take a 15 minute break it's just it's a good habit to lean back on so that you know obviously one not to overwork yourself and two not to underwork yourself it's that goldilocks effects it's that medium happy medium you know so i think that once you can get that down and you have a feel for how much time you need on different things you can arrange these little increments of time around your day, around your commitments, whatever you need to do, and bam, all of a sudden, you're like, you go into the test, and you're like, I'm confident. You do your homework, I'm confident. I know what I did, and I know that I performed under my best cognitive abilities. Obviously, (laughs) probably not thinking that when you walk into the classroom. But I think that this is just, it was such a just, I keep on saying this, but it was just such a small change that literally changed the way that I, my outlook on school, you know, so I think that this. So, um, just going over our little things, we, today we learned about stimuli, we learned about how triggers in our environment 
lead to, again, triggering response um, from the stimuli. Those go hand in hand, hopefully. Um, We got that. And then so the three things that I recommend that are incredibly small but incredibly influential are to chew gum, to never, ever, ever study on your bed. Just create a little nook in your room in the on the floor i love studying on the floor um just create a designated space where you could go to it solely every single time for doing your work and your brain's like oh association with work got it and then last thing is the 90 15 minute rule so i just think that these three things have helped me so so incredibly much and i wanted to share them because i think that the neuroscience behind this is so interesting because who knew who knew that procrastination was actually just a fight between the two regions of your brain you know so i think that's interesting so if you guys have any comments let me know um we have an instagram and we just brought up our tiktok account so Please feel free to reach out um, and let me know. But if not, join us every single Friday at 9 p.m. Pacific time, 12 a.m. Eastern time. Thank you so much. This is Don't Ghost Your Brain by Camille Casper.